Hello, mom. How is it going? It's going good, David. How's it going with you? It's going pretty well. Uh, I'm excited to jump into our Eat, Pray, Love book club. Um, so for anyone just tuning in, that's what we're here to do. Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, so I wanted to kind of do three different parts of this introductory episode. We're going to be going sort of three, three episodes per section as we work our way through the book, but I thought it would be good to do an introductory episode first to talk about the book a bit and why we're, why we're doing this book club as well. Um, so I wanted to start by talking about the book itself, why you and I both really like this book. Um, you know, for me, this, I think this is the book I've read more than any other book actually, which may surprise uh, many of my newer friends. Um, but uh, I'm interested, first of all, uh, why don't you tell me why you like Eat, Pray, Love? Well, I read Eat, Pray, Love when it first came out in 2006. And I had recently come, gone through my own separation divorce and was starting my own journey of discovery of myself. And it really resonated with me because it hit on parts of myself that I really never knew existed because I had never explored them before. And so that's why it was a really important book for me at the time when I read it. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, it was similar for me. I wasn't coming out of a divorce, but I was very much, um, you know, struggling to find myself, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And I think when I read it, I read it two or three times in a row um, because it was more than just kind of, um, you know, learning from her experience and sharing that experience with her, which was really powerful, but it was almost like a manual for me of how to have a healthy relationship with myself. Cause it really showed the way she talked to herself, the way she was compassionate with herself. Mm -hmm. And I like, you know, it's hard to really get that experience. It's hard to see someone else's internal life. And she kind of really lets us into it which was, you know, really meaningful for me because I was kind of exploring that for the first time. That makes a lot of sense. And when you say that, it really resonates with me as well because I was so young when I got married and had children, I rarely never went on that self-discovery of myself. My identity went from being um, in a couple of years of university and then leaving university to start having a family. So my identity became that I'm a mom and that was what my identity was. And so when I, when I started my journey on my own, um, still having children, but I would say on my own, not having a partner or a significant other, um, it also was about that self-discovery. And one of the things that I found really impactful in her book was the reflection that she used throughout the book, because most of us don't really learn how to reflect. And so we kind of go through life just, it is, and we just accept it and it is what it is, right? But that reflection is so critical for the growth part, which is really what took her through her journey. You know, and if you think about it as um, the life of a baby, a baby first is all about the eating piece. That's what a baby does. And then the praying piece could be likened to a child growing up and that discovery. And then the love is the love of others, the love of self, the love of, of the whole, right? So, you know, as we go through our journey, that reflection and that self-exploration is so important. 
Yeah, and I, I do want to dive into the three sections, but before that, I want to highlight two, two different identity and journey. Because for me, identity is like a really big piece of it, right? Um, you know, it's almost, uh, no offense, it's almost a stereotype for many people, your generation, the empty nest syndrome or divorce, right? It was, you know, ha get married, have kids, and then what? Um, right. And like, there was no kind of reflection. And for my generation, I call it the quarter life crisis, because it was go to university, get a good job, and then what? And so it was, it's like the, the identity crisis is happening earlier now because, you know, mother, father, that's an identity that can last an extra 18 years, but right. university student or career person or whatever, it's not. And so it's really interesting to see inside someone's identity crisis, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of people in, you know, so I, I'm interested in Ayn Rand and objectivism. A lot of people kind of might scoff at the word journey as well but I really think it's an important uh, point. It's, it's like, it is sort of, you know, whatever you want to call it, a relationship, a journey with yourself. And it's, again, very rare, as much as people can tell you um, advice of how to, you know, put your life in order, how to mm. uh, do certain things. It's very rare to get an insight into someone's process of doing that, because it's a lot more seems and it doesn't always manifest in the way people would expect and so her letting us into her journey it's almost like you can walk beside someone for a while and it you know when I would feel loneliest I'd be able to spend time with her almost right and it was someone being so raw and honest and just being themselves and that was really important for me um, so it was kind of like a it was a how-to manual that I think a lot of my friends would benefit from because they're really self-critical, right? They know how they should be. They know how to make their mental health better where they are now. And so it's, it's kind of like a manual for that. And it, I, I think it's really important to capture those kinds of points of, of how, why it's valuable like that. I, I do agree with that. And I think one of the, an important word that I, that comes to mind for me is vulnerable because we're not, um, as we're growing up and as we enter our adult years, our teen years, and then our adult years, um, being vulnerable is sort of scorned upon. And she really was vulnerable. You use the word raw. For me, it's more about that vulnerability where she really just let herself be who she was at her weakest, at her strongest, um, and at her most vulnerable. And it almost like gave me permission to start to explore my vulnerabilities, which gave me permission to be more human almost in my, you know, at first, it, it gave me the strength to have my voice in a different way, um, which alienated some people, but I had to go to that place to be able to get to this place. Just like she went to that place to be able to get to the end where she where she was right so that's the yeah. journey people have a hard time just accepting where they're at wherever Absolutely. it is and it, it might be worse than they want right mm -hmm. it might be worse than they're pretending to be at but if you don't get there if you're not authentic there you can't continue forward and and that's what's really tough for people even though let's say you know people say map 
if you don't admit where you are on the map, you can't get anywhere. And I think that's what's really important. Um, Acceptance. Mm -hmm. Just the word wherever you are. It's just accepting wherever you are. And, and that's one of the things she did. Every single step of, her, of, of the process for her was a step of acceptance, even in the times when she didn't necessarily like what she was seeing, she still accepted it. Yeah. And so jumping into, so there, it's three sections and you know we'll talk about each section as we mm. go through it, but it's eat, pray, love. And I think it's really interesting. You know, I wanna now talk about what we expect from this experience reading it, right? So I've maybe read this four or five times, but I expect it to be, you know, different this time. Uh, and I'm interested to know what you think as well. But for me, you know, there, so there's Eat, which is kind of her, she's in Italy doing whatever she, you know, wants to do to indulge her kind of uh, appetites, let's say. Then mm -hmm. she goes and lives in an ashram for four months. And then she goes to India find some semblance of like balance in her life right um mm -hmm. for me i'm really interested to see how i resonate with indonesia this time because you know it's it's sort of it's almost easier to really resonate with okay she's in sort of a wreck when she first starts in italy and stuff and it's really kind of let's say letting herself fall apart almost and then she goes into india to to pray and, and study and try and build herself back in a way. And then Indonesia, it's this, it's this balancing act. And you know, you and I talked about this project before, and I said, I really am interested to see how I resonate with that because I didn't in the past, but it's because I didn't have balance. So it didn't make, it wasn't exciting to me. Like the, it was like, oh, tear myself down, build myself up. Don't just like live my life. And so I'm, I'm really interested to see this time if I experience that different differently? I would say that um, when I looked at India, Italy, I saw the rawness, the rawness linked to food and the eating and our raw instinct, right? Which I had already gone through a lot of that with my raw instinct. So at the time, India really resonated for me because I was really on my spiritual journey. So I think that Indonesia will be interesting for me because I had such a, a different perception of what love was when I read the book. And through my experiences and, what I, and the work I've done to this point, I now have a completely different understanding of what love is, whether it's self-love, self for other, love for others, um, that I think that Indonesia will also be, um, will impact and resonate with me in a different way than it did before. Because mm -hmm. India was always the part that stood out to me the most. Um, and so I'm excited to see how now being in a more balanced place, to see how I perceive in Italy, because I won't be looking at it from that place of raw instinct, and then Indonesia, to because of my my feelings about what love what love is in the at this time for me. Yeah, I I think you know I'm I have no idea how I'm going to you know appreciate this book this time because I'm in a very different mental space than I was the la mm -hmm. all the other times I read it. And I'm also kind of 
regrounded in my rationality primarily, let's say, which will give me an interesting, you know, lens to look at the book because every other time I read it, I was very much like, and it'll be interesting to see how you and I contrast in this respect because you're Absolutely. still very much uh, on the spiritual, uh, in a more primarily spiritual framework, let's call it. Whereas I don't think I'm not spiritual, but I just kind of view it a different way now. Um, so that'll be interesting. And I, I, you know, I, I think Italy will still be raw for me because, you know, I'm still sort of mourning different things, right? I, I've been through a tough journey. Uh, I've had a tough few years. And so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of applies to my life more broadly. And I'm really, really interested to see what I think of the, of the India. I still value meditation. I value a lot of the stuff that I originally learned or was exposed to through this book, but I have a totally different lens. So I'm excited to see what value I still get out of it. But regardless, in those sections, it's so self-reflective, right? So it's Absolutely. very rare that you get to see someone's internal dialogue during an intensive meditation retreat and these sorts of things. And I'm... I don't know if I've read it since I did my own like 10 day meditation retreat. Yeah. So I'm just very interested to see uh, how I interpret it. And hopefully I am hoping to expose my, uh, my let's call it overly rational. I don't think there's such a thing, but you know, my friends who would be kind of scoffing at this book, I hope to be able to expose it to them as well. Um, and show how valuable something like this is, because I think there's many, many people this book that I think would benefit from it. And especially if they can kind of, you know, if they're skeptical of certain aspects of the way she talks about things, or, you know, the, the yogic void that you meditate into or whatever it is, like almost hold that aside and see the value that's still there. And I think because I've been exposed to that world in this book before, I'll be able to kind of walk through that and, and, you know, help myself understand it and help others too. Well, and I think it's going to be good because we're bringing it from two different perspectives. I'm a divorced woman, much like her, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously our lives were not the same, but there is that, that path that we both took that is very similar or parallel in terms of the basic path, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas you are obviously a younger gentleman, yeah. man and so for for people of your generation to be exposed to it um and be open to it especially with you know even not with through divorce and however you know how she started that part of her life but even with what we're going through right now there is so much loss there is so much mourning loss of lifestyle loss of what we're used to as our norm right and anytime that norm is taken away from us um, we have to find a way. Identity. Exactly. So, you know, that's where I think what she writes about is so important because it really could be a way for people who are struggling right now because what they're used to has now been taken away from them to find a way back to themselves. And, and I might even argue not even back to themselves, perhaps just to themselves for the first time. Many people, absolutely, when they're six years old or something. Absolutely. And, you know, I was talking with a friend recently about they don't even know who they are, right? And many people don't. So it's it's not just back. And I want to add as well, like I, men in particular, of a book like this, 
Um, and, you know, I've had, I was open to anything and everything at the time, but I think men in particular benefit from a book like this, from this book, because most men I know are so disconnected from emotional side from their self because their deepest self um, and so I hope to be able to provide exposure to that as well and almost help translate this and uh, for lack of a better term. Um, another thing I want to speak about is fear, mm. right? A lot of people are um, might be afraid of opening a book like this because, first of all, as a man, you know, you don't read a girly book and as a woman, sometimes you're just afraid of exploring because you're living in your now and afraid of exploring the possibilities might, that might be outside of that now, right? So I think if, if um, we can help people let go of their fear to explore something that's completely outside of their comfort zone, mm -hmm. then we've done something amazing. For yeah, sure. I, I, I very much look forward to this and I hope, you know, the spread it deserves both this book and and our podcast the one last thing i want to ask um, in this intro is what are you looking forward to why why are you i mean i know you you love me and you just want to do things with me but why are you <laughs> particularly excited to do this with me with you together um because our journey has taken us through rawness through spiritual connection, then back to rawness. And um, I think that doing this together can um, help us forge um, an amazing new relationship together. And um, that will also maybe help other people who are struggling in their relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like for me, I've always tried to connect to people through projects I've, I'm working No, I always try and get them involved in everything I'm doing. And yeah, I, it's almost like my mind thinks that way. And so you and I didn't talk for quite a long time and we had some issues like, it's almost like, well, if we're working on something together, it gives us a reason to talk regularly, but about randomly. Right. In particular, this book help us explore. And I think it'll also help us kind of learn communicate to each other because one sense we're both very spiritual people we're both very deeply connected with ourselves but we have very different languages of our and Absolutely. so like us understanding both how we relate to this third person we like there's an objective standard of we know the experience that happened and here's how we each talk about it versus mm -hmm. me trying to explain my experience in my language and you trying to explain your experience in your language. It's almost like this allows us to do it. Uh, and we both like know what we're talking about for sure. Language, which we to a degree. And I also think it's magical because books always played such an important part in our home. Mm. And um, 
for all for all you and your brother and your sister and myself books were always such an important part of our time together and our time of learning and alone and so to be able to share with you through a book is like so special mm -hmm. I, I appreciate you uh, doing this with me and I really do look forward to it. Um, you know, we're going to, so I think we're going to do nine, nine sessions throughout the book. So it's broken up into 108 mini chapters or whatever. And so mm -hmm. we're going to do 12 chapters per section. So for people who want to follow along, we'll, I'll post the schedule, the reading schedule for people. And yeah, we're, so that way it's only about 30 to 40 pages per section, because this is a really intense book, right? All things considered. And so I want to make sure we can cover a lot of the ground in each episode as well. So okay. yeah, I'm really excited for it. Do you have any last thoughts uh, for our introductory episode? Thank you for including me and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you and with others. Thank you. And yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Be sure to follow us along, subscribe uh, wherever you're listening and let us know uh, about your journey following this book with us. Thanks.